The spirit of performance is what defines Acura. And now, it's electric. Introducing the ZDX, Acura's most powerful SUV yet. Crafted using the same formula that brought them electrified supercars and multiple IMSA championships, the ZDX has track-tested performance that packs an energy all its own. Unlock the energy and order yours at Acura.com. Welcome to the Chronic Podcast with host Ralph Malbro and featuring bloggers Andrew Juge of SaintsNation.com, Kevin Held of The Team Drops the Ball, and Dave Cariello of Canal Street Chronicles. This podcast is nothing but serious football talk and hardcore analysis. Which four of you would survive the longest in the zombie apocalypse, and in which order would you die? Well, Ralph, no offense, you're going first. Oh, definitely. <laughs> no, 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 no. The zombies would smell Dave's sugar blood and target him. Yeah. <laughs> <laughs> They'd get his. <laughs> I don't even have a joke, Dave. <laughs> Dave. Dave smells like nougat. Now here's your host, Ralph Malbrook. Welcome to the Chronic Podcast. Uh, right now we are joined by Christian Garrick, Saints Network sideline reporter and co-host of Double Coverage on WSMB 1350. Thanks for giving us 10 minutes, Christian. Um, all right, so the Benson family feud, it's been all over the news. But in 2012, the Saints kind of put Rita on the, the, the double secret probation and they leaked the information to Jeff Duncan, and he did a hit piece basically on her one one Sunday uh, during the season about the, the personal assistant she fired and all that. How much of the whole Benson feud and the the, the problems with Rita was kind of known by the media, but you weren't reporting it because it wasn't a valid news story at the time and didn't really have anything to do with football? Well, I mean, I think some of it was kind of um, whispered, if you will, you know, and for the most part, I think people or the media maybe knew of it uh, because of Jeff Duncan's reporting, but also, for the most part, uh, I think you know, people were a little cautious because of the fact that she was the heir apparent. She was, at the time, uh, maybe the one that was going to uh, ultimately take over for Tom Benson. So I think you know people wanted to make sure that they were going to be vetted out and vetted out any of their sources and any of their information on her and um, it's, it's a lot of it's coming to light now, uh, in this Benson family feud. And, uh, it'll, it'll be interesting to see how much, uh, a lot of that stuff that was reported by Jeff Duncan originally is going to be, you know, uh, basically proven true mm. and, uh, and, and, and shown in the light, uh, in this Benson family feud trial. Yeah. Um, now Christian, you do a, fantastic job i think on the everybody was on the sideline and after the game still the thing that i'm interested in is you know we heard a lot about the leadership and they they missed some veteran players what did, did you see anything different on the sideline in 2014 as far as body language or just with the players that was that you said man that's that's different from when they went 11 and 5 in in, in 2013 yeah, I, Ralph, I think you're um I think you're dead on. I mean, like there were some cer- certain things that just was obvious to the to the um, you know, observer. Anybody that paid attention, you could see that at times they just didn't have the energy. They didn't have that one guy like a Jonathan Vilmo or a Scott Fujita or a Will Smith that or Malcolm Jenkins or Roman Harper that kind of stood up in the face of adversity and and and, and really kind of champion an effort or, or, 
you know, say, hey, look, it's time to get going, and vice versa on offense. Aside from Drew Brees, I know so much is made about leadership, and it is important. And but at the end of the day, you know, leaders can only take you so far. Uh, as far as head coaches, at some point the players have to take ownership of the locker room and in the leadership realm. And I think that you know when when, when I heard that John, that um, Junior Gallette was named uh, captain, I, I immediately raised my eyebrows and I said, man. And this is a guy that I don't know that has the maturity, honestly, to be a to be a leader. Was and I, I think that had something. I that, I think that had something to do with it, uh, along with just overall being a young team and not always or not not all those players knowing exactly the way the Saints had done business for so many years with veteran teams, and uh, I think that was proven true this year. Did, was there a so, Christian, this is Andrew Juge. I want to expand on that for a second. Um, and I think you make a great point about Junior Gillette, and obviously some of us witnessed it, and you're, you're closer than any of us to the sidelines, so you really get a chance to sense the body language. And I, I think psychologically, my, my question for you is, I mean, you look at these guys like Curtis Lawson, who's been in the league, leads the team in tackles for several years now. You look at Keenan Lewis, a veteran who – has been playing on one leg and still playing well, shutting down receivers. And uh, you look at some of the veterans that were on this unit, and yet they're kind of looking at Junior Gallette for leadership. And, you know, you have Paris Harrelson, another veteran. You know, you look at a guy who's been around the yeah. league, who, who, who works like a pro, and all of a sudden they're supposed to take direction from Gallette. I'm curious if you felt like there was a rift maybe or, or just a sense of these veteran players who – you know, maybe we're better fits to be captain, and all of a sudden it's, it's Junior Gallet that's supposed to lead them. Do you feel like that maybe created some sort of animosity or just bad vibe in the locker room? Yeah, I don't know that it was a rift or a divide as much as it was. It was proven true that, you know, Junior Gallet's not a leader, uh, at least wasn't last year. Not to say that he can't become one, because I think maybe he can. Uh, look, there's been a lot of leaders uh, across uh, the military <laughs> across yeah. the NFL, Major League Baseball, NBA that have failed in their first go round, um, and, and that have proven to be pretty good ones. But I, I think a lot of it had to do with. I mean, when I started hearing about um, you know these players reading Twitter and reading what the press was saying was saying about them, that started to make me a little uh, a little wheezy, uh, you know, a little queasy in terms of just overall their maturity level. And I think you know, that says a lot um, because in the years past with the guys like Malcolm Jenkins, Roman Harper, Will Smith, Jonathan Vilma, Scott Chandler, Scott Fujita, those guys really didn't care what we in the media said and ultimately just did their thing and played and, and, and wasn't, wasn't all cut up with it. And look, they had good relationships with us. I mean, they weren't, um, jerks to us by any stretch, but at the same time, they understood the job we had to do, and they just did it. And, and um, I think when you start showing a bit of a um, a bit of a um, awareness that hey, the media is saying this or that about you, and not to mention when you build a, an incentive in somebody's contract, if they get ten sacks, they get a bonus. I think that speaks a little bit to being an individual and promoting individuality, which is totally contrary to how the Saints usually operate. Um, and, and you know, 
when you get 10 sacks, maybe you get a bonus or what have you. That's not the way the Saints usually operated. And I think it, it just kind of says a lot as to what was wrong, what plagued this team. You know, was, was there a moment, Christian, during the year on the, on, a, on the sideline or in the locker room after the game where, you, you know, maybe it was early on or later on where you were like, this is not the same. This this lock, there, there, it's not the same like it was. And it just, there was a, it was there like a. This is it. We've got an Amex Platinum Pro on our hands, ladies and gentlemen. We haven't seen anyone relax like this before in the Centurion Lounge. Is he connecting to complimentary Wi-Fi? Oh my, look at that, he is. And you will not believe where he's going next. The Amex dedicated card member entrance for the win. Unbelievable. When you get travel perks with Amex Platinum, you're part of the action. That's the powerful backing of American Express. Terms apply. Learn more at americanexpress.com slash with Amex. I want to tell you a story. It's a story about a scandal, broken relationships, gossip, rumors, money, corporate rivalry, and a broom. A performance-enhancing broom. My name is John Cullen. I'm a comedian, podcaster, and for 20 years, I was a semi-professional curler. And I want to tell you the story about how a single broom almost imploded the 500-year-old sport of curling. We felt like we were bringing a knife to a gunfight. It's the story of a superstar and his fall from grace. I was being dragged through the mud. It's the story of two brother entrepreneurs with a dream. (laughs) I said, that's great news. It's a story of intrigue. I still don't understand why we want to keep his name secret. The full story has never been told, so I'm going to tell it. Broomgate, how a broom almost killed curling. It was a year I'd like to forget. To listen to Broomgate, search for Broomgate in your favorite podcast app. That's all one word, Broomgate. A moment that hit you where you're like, this is, this is different. This locker room's not the same. Yeah. Yeah, I mean, I wish I could point to a, a specific moment. Um, but really, I mean, I, I know what you're asking and yeah. I get it. Um, but I was like everybody else, you know, in training camp. Okay. On ba- on paper, they looked outstanding and they did. Um, I think really, I don't recall a specific moment, but two or three games in, you could obviously tell, all right. Uh, I mean, you know, look, they started over two, I get all that, but you could just tell, after they battled some adversity, that they weren't the same tough, mentally mentally tough team that they had traditionally traditionally been under Sean Payton, and that was very apparent. And I spoke about it yeah. early on within the first four weeks of the season, how they were lacking leadership. And I, I was, look, I was roundly criticized for that. I mean, people were saying, oh, you don't know what you're talking about. But it was proven to be true because they just didn't have that guy that, that would stand up and say, look, you know, here's the deal. Um, they all wanted to do the politically correct thing and say, Hey, look, you know, this is the, this is, um, our, we're going to sit together. We're going to, we're going to be tight, et cetera, et cetera. When I think later on in the year, you saw guys like Kenny Vaccaro, you know, kind of call it like he saw it. And I know he got around like criticized for that too, but man, I think that there's a lot of things that what Kenny Vaccaro said, if you go back and research it, that were pretty accurate. Yeah, the the interesting thing about Kenny Vaccaro is the one thing that gives me hope for him in the off season is he reached out to Earl Thomas because he was so distraught about how he was yeah. playing, and that to me shows that he cares. But the interesting thing, Christian, and me and me and Andrew were talking about this earlier today, is you had guys Hakeem Nix, uh, Cameron Jordan, Vaccaro, they all fell off a cliff mm-hmm. as far as production wise. Can 
was it what, what they was read their, their own press clippings, man. I mean, I think they got complacent. Um, and, and, you know, they could probably, if you interviewed them to a man, they would probably disagree with all those statements. But I'm just telling you from somebody that's been around the team that um, has, has watched them. And I, that's just my opinion that, you know, I think they got complacent. They, they started to believe the hype. And I know that it was several players that admitted to that um, later in the season, you know, as to, oh, they were the best team on, in the Sean Payton era on paper and they were going to the Super Bowl, et cetera, et cetera. I just think that, you know, that had a lot to do with it. And, you know, um, if they've got talent. And I know, I know people look at that word and they go, oh. And Drew Brees even said the other day, oh, I hate that word. And, and he's right because at the end of the day, you got to prove it. But you look on, 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 you look at the roster, and they've got immense talent on this team. But it, so much of it, so much of it is about um, you know gelling together as a team. Look at the Eagles from a couple of years ago when Vince Young called it a dream team. What did they do? I mean, it's the same yeah. kind of deal. So Christian, you know, tell me if you think this is this is a a slightly crazy statement, but I'm going to stand by it. You know, Drew Brees never he's never gonna come out and be overly negative. It's just not his personality. He'll say it. He says, I'm always positive. But yeah. I felt like the last five or six weeks he started talking about things we gotta prepare better. We gotta understand what it takes yeah. to win. I thought he was the most frustrated. If you if you pay attention and you read between the lines, he's the most frustrated he ever was as a Saints quarterback. Even in oh seven and oh eight when they were seven and nine, eight and eight. I don't think he was as frustrated as he was this past year. No, I would agree with you. I think your intuition is right on um, there. And if you pay attention to, if you know Drew and you know how he typically speaks to the media and reading between the lines, so to speak, you could definitely see that there was some frustration. And um, he kind of said it without saying it, right? I mean, yeah. in so many words, uh, in terms of how he felt about the season. And it was very clear. Uh, and that really kind of led to the conclusions that all of us have about this team, the ones that have covered it uh, from week in and week out as to the maturity issues that, that, that surrounded this team. Yeah. A couple of questions. Christian, do you, do you, do you buy in Christian to the uh, Sean Payton and Bob Bryan? Obviously they, they had a lot of heated arguments over the course of the season on the sidelines and we kind of got the canned response. Oh, that's just guys being fiery. And I think to a certain extent, anytime you're losing, you're going to see more of that stuff. That just goes with the territory. Um, but do you think it, it really is just guys in the heat of the battle frustrated by the losing, or do you think there's a little bit more to it than, than I think a mixture of both? I can tell you this, though. Sean Payton and Greg Williams didn't really like each other even when they won the Super Bowl. So, <laughs> I mean, you know, at the end of the day, that stuff is a little overblown. Hey, look, you coach the defense. I'll be the head coach. I'll coach the offense. And you can you can find a way to um, peacefully coexist, but at the end of the day, you know um, I, I think some of that can be a little bit overstated. Um, but I, you know you could tell that you know Sean Payton. You could look at just look at the moves that he's made this offseason with hiring Dennis Allen. What, what does that tell you? That if Rob Ryan falls on his face this year, that replacement is already in house. So you know, I mean, I, but I Christian, think there's something. You're one bad preseason game away from taking 50 phone calls on your morning show. When's Rob Ryan getting fired? I mean, you're a bad preseason yeah. half away from that, aren't you? Yeah, well, I mean, look, at the end of the day, um, you know, uh, if Rob Ryan falls 
um, and comes up short again, there'll be a lot of people that will be calling for his head, and rightfully so, considering, you know, look, I don't know about preseason games, but regular season games, if it's three or four games into the year and they're having problems like they did this past year, then, yeah, I think it's deserved. But uh, Rob Wright, I think, can coach. I think the, the ultimate issue was he had too many players that were freelancing last year playing for themselves and not the team. A couple of questions before we let you get out of here, Christian. Thanks again for giving us time. Um, when I covered the Saints way back in 2002 to 2005, different places in New Orleans, the building was at times miserable and tense because people were worried about losing jobs, and they never they never did make drastic moves, but you felt it going to work every day there. Did you get a sense at the end of the year from people in the building that were like, big changes are coming, you know, because they made a lot of changes in the offseason in front office and coaches. Did you get that sense that that was going to happen? Maybe later in the year, um, but not early. I think all of them felt like this was their year. This was the year they were going to make a, another run at it all, uh, but not early in the year. I don't think I felt that. Um, I just think that, you know, at the end of the day, when you look at what the expectation level of the team, they, they, um, they fell woefully short of that, and I think you know the last week when Sean Payton addressed the media, you could see it, but not 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 middle of the season, not early in the season for sure. And last Christian, yes or no, Mark Mark Ingram, does he return? No, I mean, why would you? I mean, look, you can find it, that that trade to draft him was one of the more puzzling uh, trades I've seen because. You can find that player, that player, the one that Mark Ingram has proven to be, um, up and down the draft board uh, in any of the last three or four drafts. So uh, with the salary cap issues the Saints face, they've got much bigger issues, one being protecting their franchise and Drew Brees. Um, yeah, I don't see that happening. I just I don't think it makes a lot of economical sense. Christian, if they if if Loomis is able to do what he's done so often, where everybody thinks they're going to be up against the cap and it's doom, and he carves out some money, if if Loomis is able to redo contracts and carve out a little bit of space, and they can go out and get a couple of players, where would you bet that they make moves in free agency if they can get middle class salary guys like a Keenan Lewis, that range of player? If if I said they're going to go out and get one player in a mid-range salary, and they're going to pay him five to seven million. Who would that guy be? What position would that be? Well, boom! I mean, you kind of nailed it. And where they had the most success often um, recently in free agency, it's been at cornerback: Jabari Greer, Keenan Lewis. I think that's an area that they might address. But at the end of the day, I think they need um, offensive line. I mean, Drew Brees was under so much pressure this year. Um, that's an area that I think is the top priority. Uh, but I wouldn't be surprised if they go after a cornerback, great value, um, a guy that you know they considered to be an ascending player, just like they signed in Keenan Lewis a couple of years ago, that maybe his best football they felt like was ahead of him, but if, you know, um, but they don't have to pay a whole lot for. It. So that would be an area that I, I think that they would target. And Christian, last question. I listen to you on my streaming app when I drive in a, in the car in the morning because I like new. I like to be connected to New Orleans. How often in the morning do you want to punch T. Bob? Come on, you can you can be honest. 
<laughs> no, no, I don't want to punch him. Um, not at all. He's um, he's a different cat. Uh, he makes it interesting. Um, I like you know, it. And he's 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 fun. Uh, but at the same time, there are times where I just want to tell him, stop talking about Green Lantern. Stop talking about Comic Con. Can you just you know? I mean, at the end of the day, I I enjoy working with him. Um, but uh, there are times where you know, I like I the guy, got... but I mean, you want to punch him every now and then. I just I feel like sometimes yeah, I mean, look, you want to like reach across brother. and just it's give like him a little any flat. Brother. <laughs> yeah, it's like any brother, right? I mean, you know, you want to you want to go look, dude. Come on, let's let's pay attention here. Let's focus. But he's an immensely talented guy that has got a great sense of humor, and um, I think brings a lot to um, a lot to our show. And um, at times, he can be. A bit frustrating, uh, but I wouldn't have it. It's a great balance because I'm a bit of a um, dry sense of humor guy. I'm a bit of a boring cat, so um, you know he can he can strike that balance. Well, everybody, listen to their show, Double Coverage, 13:50 a.m. Christian Garrick, Saint Silent Reporter. Thanks for giving us time, guy. Thanks, Christian. Yeah, no problem. Thanks, guys. All right, thanks for to Christian Garrick for joining us. Uh, now we're joined by the rest of these knuckleheads, uh, Dave and Kevin. As always, we are sponsored by the Pelican House, 2572 City Place Court, Baton Rouge, Louisiana. They have all your sporting beer, food needs for LSU basketball. Pelican. I, I know. I know. Christians had a beer or two there before. Yes, and the Pelicans are down three to the Utah Jazz. They were up at one point fourteen in the first half, but that's how the Pelicans roll. Um. How much time's left in that game? Seven minutes in front okay. of they have dozens at the game today, dozens. Um, so there's no Saints yeah. news. There'll, there'll be Saints news tomorrow. I'm sure, they'll, I'm sure they'll hire coaches, probably four of them. They'll probably restructure Drew Brees' deal as soon as this podcast is posted. Um, but there's no Saints. There's no Saints news to speak of. Uh, there's no even real Benson news, except they're starting the court cases and whatnot. Um, there is one important thing that is happening. You. That's not true. That's not true. We hired uh, the running backs coach from uh, from Arkansas. And they and Arkansas didn't fire the running backs coach they had. How would you like that, Kevin? If you're the Saints running backs coach, and you read on Pro Football Talk that the Saints hired a running back coach, and they haven't fired you yet. Does that make? Oh, does that make? They might, they might be reshuffling him to receivers coach. though. don't they have an opening there? Yeah, yeah. That's a little awkward though, right, Kevin? I mean, you're like, hey, Sean saw in PFT that you uh, hired a running back coach. Yeah. Uh, <laughs> just, just, I'm just, I'm just. Oh, there's so many funny things going on right now. Uh, yeah. I, I, <laughs> I, I don't know, man. I don't know. <laughs> you don't know that if you want to hashtag analysis, I don't know a lot. Yeah, I don't know a lot of things right now. I'm just enjoying. I'm just having a good laugh here. Well, if you want to be the sexiest wrestler in the Midwest, people go to the podcast. Go to Podbean, our chronic podcast site. We have the link up there. You can vote for Kevin. We have to get him voted sexiest wrestler in the Midwest. This needs to happen. Yeah. How many votes is it going to yeah. take, Kevin? You can vote early, vote often. How many? How many votes is it going to take? Uh, last I checked, I was in third place out of like fucking fifteen people. Well, hold on, hold on a second here, <laughs> Ralphie. We we got to explain it to the people. Without context, no one's going to know what this is. So, people, Kevin, yeah, Kevin is is or, or sorry, Sean 
Orleans is Orleans, up for yeah. sexiest wrestler in the Midwest. Is that correct? Right. And yeah. Is it Orleans, tell, is it... tell the people how you vote and how, how you get elected. Okay, so we'll have so we've got the link on the Podbean site. I'll be tweeting out the link. Ralph What's the Podbean website? The nobody knows. Nobody knows what the Podbean website is. You got to start <laughs> with the basics here, people. Jesus Chronic Christ, you're podcast. making a lot of okay. assumptions. Chronicpodcast.podbean.com. Okay. Thank you. All right, that's, so that's the first problem. We got to get an easier URL. Yeah, we do. <laughs> Maybe yeah. we can take some of that donation money and we get should. A, Get, get a get a solid URL. Okay, so when you get to the link, you just scroll down past all the pictures of, of all the guys, and you get to the poll, and you vote for Sean Orleans, and there you go. Yeah. Uh, does, this, again, does this require checked, entering your email address and all that shit? You do not have to. You do not have to enter an email address. You do not have okay. to enter personal information. No credit card numbers. Nothing. Can I, can I vote? Seriously, if if you're listening to this podcast right now, and you have either taken time out of your life to listen to us talk. Or even giving us money to talk, which is insane. Um, <laughs> please, please go vote for for Kevin. It'll take two seconds of your life. It's much less of a commitment than what you're doing right now by listening to us. Yeah, and please if, there's any, if there's any computer nerds out there, build a script that will vote like every ten seconds, and we'll get him number one like that. You said but no, that, but not then, me. But don't, I, I, I don't have nothing it, to do with that. Don't make it vote. obvious. You yeah, need because to, like, then the whole thing's going to be invalid. So you got but, you have to do you know you got to be cool about it. You got to be cool. Like we need like how many votes you need to win, Kevin? Like how many? Get, I, give us a guess. Well, I, I mean, I, I like mean, look, 11, like 12? I said, <laughs> no, like. I don't know, maybe like a hundred. Oh man! Well, we can do that. We oh, could do we that easily. Can, we we could do that easily. That means only like less than five percent of the people that listen to this podcast every week need to vote. Yeah, just okay, vote once. Vote. If you're listening to this podcast, go vote. Yeah. And you know, look, you got to look at it this way. If if he wins this, his, his Tinder, you know, approval status, you know, the amount of positive feedback he'll get on Tinder, I would think, would go up exponentially. Yeah. Yeah, that girl that posted that she slept with Danny Amendola on Tinder, Tinder that pales in comparison to what Kevin <laughs> yes. will be able to do if now, he wins. Kevin, are you allowed to like write something in the bio on Tinder? Yeah. So I mean, this is potentially huge for you. you could say elected most attractive wrestler in the Midwest. Yeah. 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 And and that's huge. I, listen. It, oh, it absolutely is because if uh, if Sean Orleans wins, that just I, and the funny thing is is it's a t- is it's a two year uh, title. It's a two year thing. Like they don't do them every year. They do the men one year and then the women the next year. So I get to be the sexiest wrestler in the Midwest for two thousand. 14 and wow. all of 2000. So you, you could potentially rest your laurels on this for 700 days. Basically, yes. I mean, wow. we're talking St. Louis, Kansas City, Chicago, all the Methods in Missouri, Kansas area, Indianapolis. Mm, yeah. in, oh my God, these are major metropolitan areas. All right. We need to. All right, guys, good, good podcast. Get, we good need to make this happen. All right, we have ridiculous pot. We okay. have and 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 after you vote. Tell three of your friends to vote. I'm dead. I am serious. I don't care if they have no fucking clue who I am, who Ralph, who any of us are. I don't care if they like the Saints or I don't care. Tell them just go to this website and vote for this asshole, and and that's fine. That's all you have to do. Yeah. 
Do it. God damn it, dude. We don't ask for much. Except so, hey, Kevin and uh, Dave didn't get a chance to listen to Christian Garrick, but we right before he left, um, he made the comment, you know, I asked him yes or no, does Mark Ingram stay, stay? Do the Saints retain him? And, Ralph, I mean, you guys can all back me up on this. I have long said I don't see Mark Ingram coming back. But he kind of had a, a take that was pretty powerful and, and surprising to me. He basically said, I can't believe – the Saints traded up to get him in the first place in the draft that, you know, basically that he was a player that you could have gotten in any draft any year, three, four rounds down, the, the type of player that he was for the Saints and that uh, he just didn't see with the cap woes that they have the Saints investing any kind of money at that position when they've got other places to shore up. So I'm curious if or Dave or, or Kevin, if you guys agree with that. I do. Uh, I, I do as well. I have nothing. <laughs> so is this unanimous? Like we're all saying right now, along with Christian that Mark Ingram is not a saint next year. Uh, probably, probably not. I just don't see the saints. I certainly don't see the saints overpaying. And I, I feel like after the year Ingram had, um, you know, I feel like there's some team out there that's going to at least pay him what he wants. And I mean, the Saints don't even want to pay Jimmy Graham and Drew Brees what they want. Uh, you know, their assholes get tighter than. Uh, yeah, but then you got Junior Gallet's contract. But, uh, no, is Dave cutting out on us? I think he might be. Yeah. Uh, counterpoint. Well, I, I mean, Ralph, what do you? My 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 question is, how, how do you justify investing in him with the needs that you have? I think they're going to justify because I think I think Mark Ingram. I think he's going to be back because I think the I think his market is going to be no nothing. All right, here, here's a question. He's going to get the fact. Does the fact that he made the Pro Bowl? I mean, in the no. past. Agents would argue about this, and they, they would use that as kind of ammunition. Do you think GMs and or his no. agent, do you think that factors in at all? No. GMs are going to look at him and go, he's been injured every year he's been with the Saints. Every year. Why? Unlimited carries. Unlimited. Why am I going to give him anything? He's going to yeah. get, get a two-year deal from the Saints. for If he gets $2 million a year, I'll be, stumped. I'll be surprised. He's gonna wow. get. He's gonna get a one or a two year deal. It's just like why? Like the, the, the Raiders wouldn't even pay the Raider tax for Mark Ingram. I don't think. I've I've been wrong about contracts a lot. So, but I just I just don't I just don't see I just don't see Ingram's market compared. To, the, the Cowboys, for God's sake, offered Demarco Murray four years, seventeen and a half million. DeMarco Murray. Now, I know that's what they offered him, and he may get more on the open market. But if DeMarco Murray is worth seven on the open market, is Ingram worth three and a half million? I would say no. No. I just I just think the Ingram's market's not going to be there. So, now, I mean, put it, put it this way. If he, if, he gets, if he gets more than $3 million a year, for a contract average and gets more than 
$3 million guaranteed over the life of the contract. You pick the song, I will sing it on the podcast. I like that. So We might have to bring back It's Raining Men again. We might have to. For an encore. We might have to. Uh... We have a we have a lot of weird Twitter questions, so let's get to them. Is there any other Saints news we need to talk about? No, no. let's get let's dive All in. Right. This is for you, Kevin. What's beautiful Bobby's story on why Loverboy Dennis left and replaced Sweet Stan? That's from uh, Wang. Yeah, uh, Bobby. Uh, yeah, yeah, but B- Bobby Eaton was at the wrestling show that I was at last Saturday. Um, former member of the mid. Yeah, oh yeah. Yeah, I'm a regular Michael Wilbon. Uh former member of the Midnight Express, all-time great tag team. And uh he was he was a great fucking singles wrestler in his own right. He's pushing 60 or he's over 60 and he's he's had a bad some uh bad health issues last couple of years, so he was not much for uh long conversation, but you know, he was happy to be there. He you know, came out what with wrestler himself. in old age is fine. Wrestlers are more used up than football players when they're old. You'd be surprised, but a lot of the Japanese guys are still doing pretty well, despite the fact that they fucking murder each other on a nightly <laughs> basis. That's the that's the irony of ironies. The Japanese, they fucking kill each other in the ring and outside and all that other crazy shit. And they fucking live to be in their 80s. Are we talking about sumo wrestlers or just regular wrestlers? <laughs> Just just regular wrestlers, provided they don't die in the ring like one of them fucking guys did. But whatever, I digress. Uh, anywho, to answer Wang's question, uh, Dennis Dennis Condry did not come up. Uh, sweet Stan Lane did not come up, but Stan Lane's irrelevant because I'm sweet enough. Yeah, uh, Dave, if we were four, if we four were part of the Justice League of America, I don't who... even know who's in the Justice League. <laughs> All right, Jesus Christ. Are you fucking kidding me? Who is who and especially who is one? I am I am more apoplectic that you don't know the fucking Justice League than I am that you didn't see the Godfather. And I I'm was, fucking I'm fucking out of it that you don't that you've never seen the Godfather. I was never into comics or any of that stuff. Jesus I like, Christ! I, Jesus, I was, well, I'm not well, into com- wasn't into comics either, but I know like part of the Justice League, kind of. I mean, I can. I mean, name, if, I mean, if you if you told me like the names of the people in the Justice League, I'm sure I would recognize the names, but I can't tell you so and so, so and so, and so and so make Son up the Justice bitch. League. By <laughs> that's way, unbelievable. Fine, here was a rough as a kid, by the way. Dave, well, what fine, do you know? Man at arms, then, of the group. <laughs> <laughs> Wait, what? Oh, yeah. So who is who's in the Justice Who's man at arms of the group? I don't know. Who, 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 oh, who's, for... in the, who's in the Justice League? The Justice League, Superman, Batman, Wonder Woman, The Flash, Green Lantern, Martian Manhunter, Aquaman, I... Cyborg, and a slew of other motherfuckers. I thought oh. that was just Marvel Comics. Oh, oh Jesus. <laughs> oh. <laughs> Oh. Is that Marvel or is that DC? Oh, Jesus. <laughs> oh, Dave knows. This was a conspiracy, wasn't it? It's, yeah, no. let's get Kevin the sexiest wrestler, and then let's just start saying nerd shit just to, like, fuck with him. Dave knows less about comics than me. That's hard to do. Dave knows less that about is... movies I don't know about comics. you guys, but when I was a kid... 
I grew up in France, and I know this stuff. Jesus Christ, that is true, man. Juge practically isn't a, isn't even American, and he knows what the Justice League is. Well, that's because he couldn't yeah, go out Ju- and hang out with French kids. He had to like stay inside the whole time. That's Juge fair. Juge is, 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 is was raised to be a, a, a cheese-eating surrender monkey, and he fucking knows what the Justice League is. <laughs> That's right. I went after the French. I'm controversial. Oh my goodness. Um, maybe, maybe it's time you wave the white flag, Dave. <laughs> I thought I waved that a long time ago. Uh, let's see. All right. So, so are we going to answer this question, or? Yeah, you can answer yeah. the question, a- Andrew. Oh, I get to. Yeah, you can go. Oh God. Um... Kevin's Wonder Woman, obviously. <laughs> Thanks, fucko. Uh, I really wish I could make Kevin the Incredible Hulk. Uh, I could see that. Ra- with his rage issues. Um, well, then, well, then we'll say the Avengers. Yeah, yeah. I, I feel like the Avengers would would, uh, would be easier. I don't know. I think oh, yeah. Spider-Man's good for Ralph because he's so athletic. He has such de- dexterity oh. um, and agility. Yeah, Spider-Man. That's <laughs> Spider-Man's not in the Avengers. What about the dude no, from the X Men in the wheelchair? What about the dude from the X Men in the wheelchair? What about the dude from the Justice League? What about the dude in the wheelchair from the X Men? Oh, this this has to be. <laughs> All right, I'm doing it. I'm doing adventures. Uh, clearly, clearly, I'm Captain America because I grew up in France. Clearly. What about uh, what about the dude with Ke- the fire Kevin's firestorm? The I'm firestorm. That's we're not I'm even not. recording this, are we? I, we are not even. Da- Dave is Iron Man. There you go. Dave is Iron Man. This is Ooh, Iron the, Man. The real show. Iron Man was what, just what grand. What happened to me? Iron Man was just grand. <laughs> uh, we I do not know comic books. Wait, wait, wait. So, wh- what's the Justice League? It's Batman, Superman, right? Wonder Woman. Wonder Woman, Aquaman, yeah. Aquaman, Green okay. Lantern, yeah, yeah, yeah. Green yeah. Lantern, The Flash, Martian Manhunter. I don't even know who the fuck Martian Manhunter is. Maybe, maybe Ralph should be Flash because of his foot speed. No. Do they have mispronounced name, man? <laughs> Actually, you know what, Ralph? You should just be cyborg because he's yeah. half man, half cyborg. There you go. I like that. Solid. Done. Done. Click. I, I appreciate Next it. question. Next question. <laughs> Next Nailed question. it. Do you, okay, awesome. Do you have a broiled salmon recipe you can share asking for a friend? No, I don't. It's called Google. Uh, <laughs> all hey, right. D- Dave, do you? Do yeah, I you're, what? you're eating healthy. Uh, grilled salmon recipe. Do I have a grilled salmon? <laughs> yeah, right. <laughs> mm. All right. Here's a question. By the way, you asked me what I know. I know food. I know you yeah. asked me about a restaurant in New Orleans, and I will fucking embarrass you. <laughs> you will wreck it. <laughs> well, if you wanted to go, if you where wanted, can, where do you, where can you eat the best salmon in New Orleans? Uh, I would probably go. I mean. I, Okay, so obviously I don't really know much about seafood because I never order seafood. In, I mean, I order like shellfish, you know, shrimp and oysters. And just that answer kind of the stuff. damn question. Well, I don't know. I just I feel like right now the best seafood restaurant in New Orleans is Pesh. I mean, they do like a whole. I don't oh, know whether yeah. they have that place salmon is awesome. specifically. But would you, I would, well, I would could he could he like well if he's like if he was thinking of like cooking uh, salmon for his woman on Valentine's Day, did they do, did they do like takeout orders? I doubt it. Yeah, I see. Yeah. All right. This is going to be a fun one. This is a political question, but I don't care. It's fun. Anyway. This is Adam Foshe. Anyone else supremely pissed off that parents choose not to vaccinate their kids? Uh, oh, I, here we go with Kevin. No. Yeah, no. The Jenny McCarthy Show. No. 
I don't care if you don't want to vaccinate your kids, but it's going to cost you 20 grand a kid every year until they turn 18. Because people, they say, oh, it's, you know, I'm scared and it's my right and blah, blah, blah. But when you start making people pay hardcore money for stuff, they'll change their attitude. Because we, we, we charge people to, we charge out to ask for cigarettes. We charge you to drive for car insurance. We make you buy health insurance. Now, I say we have a va- vaccination tax. If you don't want to vaccinate your kids, fine. 20 grand a kid. Can I can I can I tell you can I tell you the parent the the parenting thing that I do have a huge problem with? I mean, I have a problem with what is that with anti-vaccine people? But and and this is probably going to piss off somebody out there because he does that. And Juj, I really hope that you don't do this. But I, I <laughs> yes, Dave. Are you there? Oh God, I got to hear this. And, Come on. Can you hear me? What am I breaking up? Yeah. Yeah. Now, now I can hear you. Go ahead. Uh, yeah. Right uh, as you, right as you were about to start talking. <laughs> yeah. I'm about to drop this bomb. <laughs> Go ahead, Dave. Oh man, what a buzzkill! I mean, do you not hear me? Can you? Not I hear can me? hear you. Go ahead. Oh, okay. Okay. So you know, so we take Dylan out to eat all the time, and he, he's pretty well trained when it comes to you know restaurant etiquette as far as as much as a two year old is going to be, but we went to Chili's last night, and we don't normally eat at a place like Chili's, but we went out. We have a gift certificate. To- <laughs> Chili's is beneath Dave's back. <laughs> the, the disdain with which he said that. We normally don't eat at a Chili's. We don't eat, don't eat at Chili's. Uh, no, I, unwashed masses. No. <laughs> Reading their Justice League comic books. Well, I'm... I mean, we don't. We just we normally go to like a, a, a more of a, like a local place here in New Orleans. I, I I'll eat anything, and I love those. You know, I love Outback and Applebee's and all that shit, that Americana. <laughs> I, I eat the shit out of that. But anyway, so so we went to Chili's and we're sitting at a booth, and the family behind us it's a mother and a father and their two kids. They had to be twelve, eleven, and thirteen or whatever, it's in that range, both of them. And the two kids, the entire time, never word both of them have their noses you know and oh. oh he cuts out at the best part uh. what is going on wait can you hear me yeah i can hear you what are you doing both of them have their noses what they both of them have their noses in like an ipad or a nintendo ds or a phone oh or whatever. it's, it's the technology I, complaint i cannot i cannot fucking stand it I, I mean, this family was out to dinner, spending money on a meal, and it's just the uh, each other. I, 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 I think we can get it. <laughs> Dave, I don't I, know if he's I, like... It bothered the parents. Dave, are you like chained in the bottom of your basement? What? Yeah, are you... I feel like he's like leaning I'm in or leaning back. I feel like he's, he's I'm not moving a... that's weird. <laughs> no. No. Oh, a, a per- perfect segue for the donate demand. Yeah, donate so we can get good audio and we don't Wait, have is this better? Yeah, it's better. That's a lot better. Oh my god, I have to I'm kneeling down just to get good reception. I'm on my <laughs> knees on the floor just because that's the sweet spot for Skype reception. Oh well, the see people. That's why you need to donate so we can. We Dave doesn't have to be on his knees. He's used to being on his knees. It's fine. <laughs> um, 
anyway. Staying away from that. Okay, this is for you, Kevin. Who is the Kanye West of sports media? Ooh. Oh, God damn. I like this question. Um, it's a very topical, appropriate please. question. This was a good question. Whoever asked this, which, by the way, you didn't mention who asked this, Kevin. I mean, not uh, Ralph. Let's see. Uh, do, do, do. I forgot. Oh, that's uh, Super Saiyan Saint. Oh, okay. Uh, I don't have an answer, by the way. I just thought it was a good question. Coward. Mm, Little Coward? No, Colin Cowherd. Oh, Cowherd. Yeah. yeah. I don't know. I, I, I thought you were calling Bill Cower. Bill Coward. I don't know. <laughs> Maybe. Hey, I'll fight Bill Cower. No, you won't. I don't know. Maybe. Uh, that's a good choice. I don't know. Maybe. It's got to be Skip Bayless, right? Yeah, Skip. See, Bayless. that's the e- I I think that's the that's the easy. That's the one they want you to to say. <laughs> Bill Simmons, maybe, because you got to be a little. You got to be a little bit of a like. I feel like Colin Cowherd, like he's not he, he he's not that big of a douche. Like I feel like Bill Simmons, what? like it it is would 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 steal someone's thunder. I mean, Stephen A's got to be got to be the Kanye. Yeah. In my opinion. However. However. Uh, I'm trying to. Charles Barkley. Mm, he's, he's fine. He's like. He's harmless. Um, I, mean, I can't think. I, 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 I vote. I like Bill Simmons, but we'll see. I don't know. It's tough. It's a tough question. I feel like somebody. When the next time Kanye does it, somebody needs to call him out and like be like, asshole, stop stealing my thunder. Did he actually do it? Well, no, he just, I mean, like, he just inserted himself, Beck won the award. I mean, if I, won, if I was, like, winning a Grammy and Kanye was coming up and, like, making a spot, I'd be like, asshole, step back, go to your wife with the big tits, and, and let me have my moment. Like, that's what you need to do to Kanye. Uh, I didn't watch. Did he pull the Taylor Swift stunning? again? No, not quite. Not, oh, okay. No, it wasn't quite. Yes and, yes and no. Yes, yeah. So. Like, he, he immediately ran up there like he was going to say something, stopped himself, immediately smiled and then walked off like a sort of like a aha and then oh, but then great. after uh no no, no I'm so glad i after, didn't watch that but then after the grammys ended apparently he went off on the e-channel and basically saying that uh beck should have given the award to beyonce and the grammys mm-hmm. need to start respecting him and all that kind of shit blah 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 and, oh. all right this is an actual football question Dave. Anyway, his wife. Anyway, his wife sucked a rapper's dick on t- yeah. on a tape. So whatever. Yeah. yeah, this is an actual football question, Dave. Who should the Saints keep at guard? I think they'll probably wind up keeping both of them. To be honest with you. Uh, what, what's the deal with Grubbs's contract? Yeah. Uh, they're both. They're both. They both have enormous contracts. Did the Pelicans? Right. Did the Pelicans yeah, lose? I think they did. Uh, I I think whether we want to whether we like it or not I think they're probably both going to wind up staying but I mean if I had to get rid of, I would I would I would probably keep Jari and I would probably get rid of Grubbs uh, Center is the more urgent need in my opinion Yeah go to Saints Nation Andrew has top five free agents the Saints could target one of them is the Center It was a really good it was a really good article by you uh, Andrew. Well, thanks, man. Interesting, like interesting names, not like Indomitian Sue, man. That's who they need to get. They need to get the guy with twenty sacks from Kansas City. <laughs> you know, like, like, like really, like interesting, 
people that you you're like, oh, CJ Spiller, maybe they could get him for cheap. That's interesting. Like good, like well thought out, not like just I'm gonna pick the top five free agents and and just make it. It's gonna be have no basis in reality. So it was a nice article. I was most proud of the uh, Dallas linebacker. I feel like that that actually when you read that piece. And my thought process process on it, then you start to think, oh, yeah, that does make a lot of sense for the Saints to get that guy. C.J. Spiller is very interesting. If the running back, if the running back market would completely collapse and they well, would – Well, now, Ralph, I have to disagree with you on this. Why is that? Oh, Dave, Dave, Dave cuts out right when he's about to say something it's, interesting. It, he, he's like timing it perfectly. It's like, it's like, it is. It's like if we were, if we plan to do a skit and we're like, Dave, every time you're about to say something interesting, just pause for 20 <laughs> seconds. It couldn't work out any better. So, Dave, what were okay. you gonna say? I was gonna say that I have to disagree with you on this. You know, you're saying that. You know, you can't just throw the top five free agents out there because they're not a reality. You know, if we were having this podcast a year ago, you certainly wouldn't have thought Jarris Bird would have been uh, a possibility for the Saints to sign. And look what they did. They went and signed Jarris Bird. I mean, they actually have a history of, I feel like a recent history of, of getting at least one of those top guys, much to your surprise, even though even though from the months leading up to that, it's all about, oh, there's no cap space. They got to make cap room. They gotta, oh, they just fucking signed the best free agent that was ever. <laughs> <laughs> Dave, if you could if you could pick between Mark Ingram or CJ Spiller being on the Saints roster next year, which one would you prefer? How old is CJ Spiller? They're the same age. Mm, I feel like I would just I, I would just stick with Ingram. You know, he he was good last season. <laughs> they played great last season. If, if he's used true. properly, I still think he's he can be fine. He, the first one, two years of his career, you know, he was barely used. He's like a. Well, that, that's uh, the know. reason I asked you if anyone's going to say keep Ingram, it's you. Well, the, yeah, the fair thing is Ingram has he's had. like a slightly used Mercedes Benz. Well, the thing about Spiller, Spiller's had some serious injuries. Ingram's had nicks. Like, yeah. it's a heel, it's a broken hand. Like, Ingram's hurt all the time, but it's not like CJ Spiller, he's like. Broke a leg, I think. Tore up a knee. Like he, he's got major injury. So, um, Kevin, last question, and then we'll get out of here. Uh, this is from Dylan. Which happens first? Last person born in the 1800s dies, or last player, NFL player, starting since 1999 retires? Wow. There's somebody still alive that was born in 1899. Yeah. Yeah. Wow. Of course. Oh, I got. I got sixteen go with years you. old. That's fucking old. There's, isn't there people that are like 120 years old? That's yeah. like that's the record. Like one twenty-three or something. One twenty-four. Yeah, I go. I googled it and I, I, I saw that it was. Uh, Got to be a Japanese person. Yeah. France and yeah. Japan. It's always France and Japan. Yeah. It was. It, There's like nine people alive or ten supposedly. So how many people in the league are from '99? I don't know that. You got hmm. you got like Peyton Manning. You got uh, Woodson, Brady, maybe Woodson, Brady. My my Tampa. initial answer. My initial is the second you ask that question. My initial answer got to be uh, it's got to be the player a player from 1999. It wasn't that long ago. And then I stop and I think about it. And it's like holy shit, 1999 was fucking years ago. That's that's the year I graduated from high school. 
Me too. I know. Me too. I graduated a year before, so. And I feel like I graduated from high school not very long ago. Yeah. It was long ago, Dave. I know. That's my point. It was terribly, terribly long ago. Yeah. <laughs> All right. On that note, I, I'm gonna say I'm gonna say the people, the players from 1999, because they got a lot of they got a lot of like 116 year old people that you don't realize. They're all scattered throughout the globe, and they announce it when they die. They announce it on the morning shows. Um. So that's it for today. We're, we're you know. Uh, people, we need more questions because it's the off season and we're not t- we're not ready to talk draft. We got to get through March before we start talking draft in April. So we need questions, goddammit. Um, yeah, so ask us about free agency. Ask us about wrestling. Ask us, ask, life ask us about food. If you need romance advice, if you need life advice, we're here. We're, we are experts. Of all things. So go to Saints Nation. Andrew's got a bunch of fun, cool stuff up. Go to Canal Street Chronicles. They had a bunch of fun stuff for the Super Bowl this past weekend. They're always having uh, articles, people breaking down stuff. And as always, Kevin is uh, on Tinder. Yep. yep. I'm still in third place, people, so I need votes. Yeah, get on. Well, the po- the podcast hadn't posted yet, but, you know, if you're reading this podcast – if you're reading the podcast. If you're reading the podcast, what the fuck are you doing? If you're listening to the podcast. You must be in the Justice League. You must go and vote for Kevin as the sexiest wrestler in the Midwest. Sean Orleans. Do it now. Damn it. Do it now. Do it now. So it's, it's, it's Orleans. It's Orleans. It's not Orleans. No, it's Orleans. Listen. Of course right. it is. For Dave. Yeah, extra pretentious. For Kevin, for Andrew, for Dave fading in and out like an AM radio station. Uh, <laughs> I'm Ralph. Thanks for Aquaman, to Gr- yeah. for Martian Manhunter, thanks for the to rest Gr- of the Justice League. Yeah, thanks. All right, now Chris- you're just making things up. <laughs> now, thanks to Christian Garrett from WWF for joining us. Until next week, people, be well. Vote for Kevin. Say goodbye to your credit card rewards. Greedy corporate mega stores, led by Walmart and Target, are pushing for a law in Congress to take away your hard-earned cash back and travel points to line their pockets. The Durbin Marshall Credit Card Bill would enact harmful credit card routing mandates that would end credit card rewards as we know it. If you love your credit card rewards, tell your lawmakers, hands off my rewards. Tell them to oppose the Durbin Marshall Credit Card Bill. 